Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed a young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass. Bong smoke got me blazed as hell. Burning weight like them 47 J's. I scale. You can tell by the amazing smell. And my eyes stay tight like I'm Asian. Wow. My man Dirty had the Buddha just to put me in the right mind. Yeah. You are Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Darmin? 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 You will be taken to the master. What master? The master of the moon. Our great leader whose intelligence planned and directed this whole project. He himself will be able to watch the removal of that annoying plate and the occupation of your brain. There's knowledge there that we need. It's been too long withheld. Please relax. Enjoy your remarkable privilege. A free trip to the moon. Now, here comes the music. What up? This is Frank Pinello from Best Pizza in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And you listen to NW3 Radio with Peter Oasis and, and Darmic X. Yo, thank you, Frank Pinello, out there in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yes, shout out to him. WNYU 89.1 FM, Sound of the Slums. Name of the show is Now Where Were We? My name is Peter Oasis, and his name? Darmic X. want to thank you for listening again. As uh, what, always. What you just heard is the God, rest in peace, big pun. Yes, big pun, rest uh, in peace. Yeah, you know, I think we don't play enough big pun records up in here. And, um, you know, I was going through my records, and I was trying to figure out what to play and and I, I want i had the urge to play that song so i, I want to thank you for that and then dharmic i think i played what i consider to be the greatest hip-hop song ever if not my top five and that's uh dead press hip-hop yeah well, it's a classic that's definitely a classic i really think and we were talking about this um behind the scenes if that song dropped today easily would fit into any rotation and make a lot of noise yeah the beat is very modern um considering it's maybe 10 years old now right something like yeah that. yeah i mean yeah I, you know i think um yes very modern i mean but what is modern is, is that a sample on there oh and on hip-hop i don't know yeah I, it probably is i don't, I don't know nah i don't i don't think it is you know that the sound is just so ill and then the filters they have on that beat are just crazy so that that was my little trip back to the past, as you always do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Darmic. I, I just want to. I think Hammerman died. Oh, J- just to revisit Hammerman. I, I thought he died as of last week. I, I mean, I, I I think he he's dead. Okay. So, so and any hopes we have of ever bringing Hammerman? We know, didn't have any aspirations of bringing Hammerman to the yeah, show. Yeah, Hammer, Hammerman is not going to make an appearance here. He never was. Just in case you didn't know that, Peter. Well, I, just I would know. let him in the building, but I'm not sure the NYU security would let him in with his hammer. No, I don't think they would. No, I don't so, think I was going to go through the hassle of, of giving him security clearance. <laughs> well, that that that's what it is. Before before we get into our guests, I just want to remind our audience yes. and remind you again later uh, tomorrow night. We are celebrating Darmic's graduation out here in these streets. Well, mm-hmm. actually, not in these streets. <laughs> On Avenue C, uh, the name of the place is called Studio 151. That is 151 Avenue C between 9th and 10th Street. And that's an official uh, WNYU jam. Yes, it is. And, official NW3 jam. And I want to say, any men out there who had any hopes of meeting Emily Oberg... It is your lucky day tomorrow. This is your lucky day. Emily will be out there. She'll take photos with you. I will be on the scene. I will be spinning some music. Um, I'm not sure. I I want to go with a classic house set, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I was digging in the crates today to see what I have. 
Nice. I'm very excited to to perform at your birthday party. I Thank mean, you very your much. Graduation my party. graduation. My <laughs> graduation. Oh, that you are now the third person today who has called it my my birthday party. I actually wanted to pretend it was my birthday party. I figured it would bring more people in, but but whatever. We're, we'll go with graduation party and. Um, uh, and what wait, we, it starts at 9 p.m. from 9 to 10 yeah, uh, to 2 a.m. For, for all the uh, 40 and over crowd like myself, yes, please. Because people, people have been asking early. me, people been asking me uh, when it starts or whatever, and so I think it's important to say that. Yes, 9, and 9 everyone in the audience is invited. That yes. means oops from the Bronx. Everyone. He called me. He called me. Um, I think he'll be coming. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah. We, we I, I want earlier this week. Before we lead into, I guess I also want to remind uh, the audience that you could call in later at two one two nine nine eight one eight one eight. That's the number over here. You could talk to Darmic. Uh, Bill Murray's in the background again. It's Millbury. I think you keep saying Bill Murray because you want you want Bill Murray to be here. I Yo, don't think that's B- happening. Bill anytime. Murray ever showed up? <laughs> well, you know, it's been an interesting journey here, Darmic. We we've been here now over you know, a year. Over a year. And we've had, I think we counted over 75 or 80 guests. Over, more than that. More than that. And, um, you know, I always promise Darmic when I get up here, you know, when we learn how to do this, I'm actually going to call people on my phone book who have been influential to me, but still run stuff. I was about to say the S word. (laughs) (laughs) So what was I, I was thinking it's summertime. I saw the um, announcement for uh, Summer Stage, as you always do at this time. Yep. And I remembered that on this long journey, I met um, Erica Elliott uh, once upon a time. And uh, Erica's here to join us. Erica, you have to check the mic. Uh, mic check. One, two. All right, Darmic, set, set up the mic, I think man. it's all right. Yeah, set, I think you're good. I think you're good. Uh, adjust the bass in trouble for <laughs> yeah. Erica, <laughs> Erica just, Elliott. Just Make adjust. it a little deeper. <laughs> so, so our guest today is Erica Elliott. Uh, and Erica Elliott is with Summer State. For you, could start off by introducing yourself to our <laughs> audience, if that's how you want to play it. E, um, I'm here to do an interview, sir. So lead me however you like. Oh but... wow, you've come to the wrong show. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I imagine you, you and Peter go back some amount. Like you know Peter for a while, right? I do. So you know Peter does not is not the most. Uh, we, we like to play this by ear. Oh okay. Well, no, no. The the, the idea the idea of the show is to just chill and talk. And and it, it's the model has worked for us, E. Okay. That um, all along. Now I I met Erica Elliott. Um, Erica was working with uh, Kara Lewis, who's a booking agent, a very popular booking agent. Yes. Uh, and I met Erica during those times. Yeah. Um, but I, I what I did. Were you at Tramps? Where were you at that time? Remind me. But I, take me back. I, I most likely was was in the basement there. of Tramps uh, with Steve Weitzman yeah? and his okay. tight ass jeans. <laughs> and uh, you know I was dapping up you know young rappers like uh, Common and, and Marshall Mathers and all those kind of dudes back then. Did we meet before that though, or was it Kara's office? Because I'm just thinking of all the shows that I saw at Tramps when I was at Loud, and we did have some shows. I'm sure there. we may have met, but that was the pivotal yeah, you, moment. Yeah, okay. you didn't come on the radar, my radar, and, okay. until the the Kara thing. Okay. And, and here's something completely different. I was thinking today. I, I got an email from someone, and they announced that they switched agencies, and they said my assistant is so and so. And here's something that I always notice in, in the agency business. Agents don't give their assistants their name in their email. So you'll have like right. assistant at, you yeah. know, Dharmic X agency. Right. I always thought that was so weird. When, when you were Kara, did, did you at least get your name and your oh, email hell. title? Oh, hell no. <laughs> where, where, there was did... three of us. Yeah. And it was CPL one, two, and three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's I was awesome. a number, but in a very, you know, influential and powerful office. So I was proud to be part of that team. And why is it like that? Can I just ask you? Because it's so Probably the turnover me. is high and there's a lot of, I would say, assistants that poach acts and agents are protective of their relationships. It's a territorial and kind of thing, right? I mean, I never was an agent, so I can't, I can only, you know. Speculate. Yeah. So Duck. so before you joined Carol Lewis, I guess I was at William Morris, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You were at Loud, which I yep. didn't know. At, mm. at a quick Google so search. So right now? Yeah, a quick Google search, and I found out that, oh, really? that you worked at Loud Google? Records. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, see that? <laughs> Imagine. So so you, you started your career there in music. I did. I mean, I, I actually started my career in college radio, truth be told. Um, As in, the best always do. Yeah, in California, um, KZSC, UC Santa Cruz, and I did have a radio show, and I wasn't on air 
personality doing a radio show there. And from there, I did commercial radio, just like working as an assistant in San Francisco and was trying to figure out what to do when I graduated. And the decision was to go back to Los Angeles, which is where I was from. I was obviously going to school in the Bay Area or go to New York where I had roots. My grandparents were here. My father's from here. And through, you know, asking people, anyone know anybody in the music business? I'm trying to get in the music business. Um, A friend had a friend who was heading up the marketing department of Loud and said, well, my friend can give you an internship at Loud. And I was like, well, what, you know, what's Loud? And then Mike was trying to figure it out. And you um, couldn't Google it, most likely. I definitely couldn't Google it. There was very limited Internet knowledge at that time. There was the Internet, but it was not what it is today. Right. Boy, I'm aging myself, but um, no. So I just thought, well, whatever. I can always go back to L.A. I'm going to go to New York and hang out for the summer and work at Loud. And what was supposed to be a summer internship turned out to be, um, I've been in New York probably 20-something years now. Okay, so so at Loud, what, what year is this? What what acts were at Loud? So we put out Sadat X's record. <laughs> that was the fir- that first. Was that, that, was that the, the uh, Wild, Wild Cowboys? Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, great, wow. great record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, e- Evil D and Mr. Walt had, had some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Beat so Miners that, had some, some tight tight records on that. Yeah, that I was album. there for four years, so that was sort of literally when I first arrived. It was like that was the project we were working on. The big ones, obviously, Punisher's debut. We did Exhibit's record at that time. We did Liquid, um, the second Alcoholics record. We did Funk Master Flex 1 and 2, so the first mixtapes ever that went out. Wu-Tang's second album, um, Yvette Michelle and a couple R&B projects. So a lot of really important things, I think. No, very, very important. Very important, yep. You know, I, I think part of, part of succeeding in this business is w- what you come out of. Mm. You know, and, and if, if you come out of an organization like Loud, I, I think, what to me, top three record label, hip-hop labels of all time. You know, and, and being around that, you know, I'm sure you learned a lot. Absolutely right place and right time. I couldn't have landed anywhere better in New York at that time for myself as a person. Also, just getting introduced to New York in, through the, those lanes, um, just being right in the center of sort of what was everything that I wanted to be part of. So it was great. And obviously, I mean, I still have relationships with a lot of those same people today. And they're all a lot of them are doing still really interesting, cool stuff. And, you know, the credibility of what was done in that period has not been replicated. I, maybe it will be. I don't know, but it was a very special time. So, so you go from Loud over to uh, Kara Lewis's office, mm-hmm. and then I meet you again. I meet you at SOBs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you worked with a uh, good guy, Larry Gold, mm-hmm. who uh, just saw Larry on Monday. Larry Gold, who, who's still still kicking, and still kicking. He's still, still in the there. Game. He's still there on that that little corner on uh, Varick Street. Yeah, is that Varick Street? Yes, Houston, Houston, and Varick. Yep. So, so you move into SOBs. Yep. Well, actually, just that to be accurate of my career okay. trajectory. Go ahead. Go ahead. I left Kara's office to go to RCA Records and okay. worked in artist development there for a couple years. Um, again, just trying to figure out my career path early on in my career and. At that time, record business was good. Um, Mm -hmm. There was jobs to be had, and I thought I should diversify my background, so I went to work on pop and rock acts and launched Christina Aguilera's career and worked with Foo Fighters and a lot of kind of very pop-leaning, rock-leaning things, but also just part of a bigger machine. You know, we were in the BMG building. It was a very different environment than Loud. Um, And so I did that, and then I went to SOBs from there because I just was more interested in live music. All right, so you you go to SOB, you start out as a talent buyer? Yeah, I mean, I actually was working at RCA simultaneously because, mm. you know, with Larry, it was like, you know, he always wants to try you out and make sure that you're going to do the job or I'm not sure what his you, vision is for everything. <laughs> Erica, but... you don't want to know where he had me started. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to tell you. You're it's... already in the basement. I don't know how much lower you could have got. No, so no, you no. did work at SOBs, which no, sometimes I, you, that doesn't get I, mentioned here. I, I started... Uh, as a high school intern uh, when I met Larry Gold and his wife and I was a bar back at SOB's and I would uh, sweep behind the bar and I would mop and whatnot. No way. Really? And and what a great time I had. It was great working with Larry you know and I got I got I was lucky enough to get out of there but I always (laughs) tell everyone SOB's is such a great starting point and there are a lot of great people that have come out of there there Mm -hmm. because Larry I think to me as a leader and as a teacher is an amazing dude and and i 
I, I learned a lot at SOBs and I went from, you know, sweeping behind the bar to throwing a hip hop show every now and then. And it was just a great time in my life. He does life. take a lot of risks. And I think that's why he's been in the business as long as and he he's has. still here. No, and it says a lot. I mean, it's in any business to be around that long is a huge feat. Um, and it was absolutely that it was about. And for me, it was a best opportunity of my career. I mean, I was an assistant or a coordinator or some, you know, entry level position. And he took the shot. And I mean, luckily, it was the endorsement from Kara that hold, held a lot of weight. And she yes. really was like, Erica, call him. He's got a job. You're perfect. He's waiting for you to call. And of course, he didn't just hire me. But, you know, he was like, all right, come in. Let's see what you can do. I kept my job at RCA because I needed the money. And I started booking stuff there and then eventually was able to to make that a full time job. And I was there for about four years. Yes. And, and what, what's great about Larry is that he, he's such a supporter of urban music. And, uh, you know, what, when a lot of clubs were backing away, a lot of live music venues were backing away from hip hop. He, he 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 didn't mind. He he knew one that hip hop would make money, and he knew that it was so important to the city. Mm-hmm. And, and being a venue in New York, you know, he, he he he, you know, he welcomed rap acts, and I think that was great. You know, and then I know while you were at SOBs, you you were responsible for some pretty cool stuff. I know you brought Kanye West to New York for the first time. Well, not to New York, but I did do his debut live performing show. It was a big deal for me. And- yeah been sort of an infamous moment for my myself at least to myself (laughs) maybe not to everybody else but it was i was definitely there at a very special time and for me it was the dream job i mean i got to book every band that i ever loved or wanted you know i mean i did the first like pete roxiel show together in like years and years i mean there was just so many things from the roots to you know common and quali and most deaf and black star and things that like now are just sort of a perfect moment in new york hip-hop history and culture that I was like right in the middle of and for me it was great yeah and, and your your Kanye show is actually referenced on um, Kanye's uh, Big Brother song oh is it yeah he yes. Ka- Kanye talks about um, how Jay-Z didn't invite him to the big show and he performed at SOB's and you know he couldn't get a ticket from, from Jay-Z's people to go to Jay-Z's show and he talks about the SOB's show yes. so there you so go that, that is there. that show right oh yeah. wow that is I doubt that, that show. he remembers that it was me but that's great <laughs> you know isn't that something you know, That's amazing, actually. Because I, I, I know that record. As a, I, I was uh, so now, I, now, do you put it together, Dormit? Yeah, like I was, I was in tenth grade when that album came out, and and I remember, I love that <laughs> record, and um, you know, now to kind of just hear all of that is is crazy. Yeah, you, the, you, the other interesting thing about that story is really Kanye came to me via John Legend, who at the time was John Stevens, who had a long-standing relationship and was unsigned and just about to be signed and that was his dude and he they you know so it really came to me through another person who i booked before he was anyone and then obviously went on to do a lot of big things so there was a lot of that i mean there was a lot of people that were unsigned or about to be signed or just early in their careers i'm not that we didn't have some big shows i mean we did outcast we just got like stuff like that but um yeah it was a really special time I, I think a, a reputation of a music person, whether you're a concert booker or some type of A&R, I think your reputation is made early in your career by who you tend to either identify or kind of stand behind. I know that I, I've survived in the music business for like 20 years off of like things that happen, you know, by chance, you know, uh, a few chance encounters, uh, you know, a few rappers coming through New York who I hardly knew who ended up being being celebrities. And you know what that that's what's funny Dharmic. i always tell young Dharmic here i I tell him that you need to align yourself with the best and you need to identify the best and you need to just stick with that and and that that's always been my advice to him as a a mentor am i right yeah you you do say that often and and you have to be selective about Mm -hmm. who you get behind and who you champion yeah because you how old are you now Dharmic? 23 Young 23-year-old Dharmic man when I was 23, let me tell you. you Well, when you were 23, you were well into, um, at that point, you were, what, booking trams, right? Yeah, I smoked so much pot in those days. (laughs) He doesn't remember. That's another, that's a valid point. His memory's a little shot. But you were probably at tramps, right? Yeah, but the reefer wasn't as strong back then as it it is now, man. Well, that wasn't the only thing you were doing. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) No, I wasn't. But what a great time in music. This is 89.1 FM WNYU. My name is Oasis, uh, Peter Oasis. Sitting across from me is the uh, head Indian in charge. He goes by the name of Dharmic X. And to my right 
is the one and only Erica Elian. Erica, it's, it's so great to have you here, man. It's fun. Like it, it feels like old times. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Do you, do you want to read the uh, weather or the uh, sports report while you're here? Um, I'm not. No, not <laughs> really. <laughs> that was that was a joke. We don't have either. Clearly, we do have a PSA. We do have a PSA. Yes. yes. And and. If you'd be so inclined later to to help us and read a PSA, I might be up for that. Just in the the fashion of reminiscing on my own <laughs> college <laughs> brief radio. college radio stint, so I'm up for whatever. So so we kind of caught up to to what you do now. Uh, we probably missed something. No, I mean that's pretty much it. So you end up in what I think is the greatest booking job in this city. Um, booking outdoor venues or starting at summer stage. Uh, where you get to book what you actually like, where you don't necessarily have to worry about tickets mm-hmm. uh, or ticket sales. So you could take a lot of chances booking outdoors. And uh, so coming from SOBs and going into into the park. Yeah. Mm, gosh. Well, it was obviously How did a it big, feel? big transition. Um, great opportunity. I'll be honest in saying I wasn't really sure initially it was for me because my love is really urban music, whether it's hip-hop or soul or jazz. And so here's this venue that's really about world music, really about global identity. Um, And I thought, well, God, you know, I've been around a lot of that at SOBs, but it's not like I was booking it or I even know a lot of it. So little you know a little bit of it was fake it till you make it figure it out like everything in life and particularly this music business but um but now looking back i mean obviously to evolve from a club booker to a festival booker huge opportunity i'm obviously never look back um and hugely important for me just to also expand my own musical taste and horizons and it's i mean i feel really lucky i'm you know fortunate to have the job it's something that i really do see as a as a blessing and something i'm proud to do feel like a lot of obligation to really represent the city and represent particularly the culture that i really love and make sure that there's a platform and an outlet for that um in a festival climate where that's not always a focus or a love of the people doing it um and yeah there's yeah what else can I say? <laughs> so how long, like, when did you, like, how long have you been at So uh, this is my 11th year, 11th season booking the festival. Nice. And, and I feel like, you know, you, you started by saying that at the time that it was a lot of world world music focus and it, it still probably is, it you is. know, world, world music focus. But I feel like over the years, we've definitely started to see um, more and more um, hip hop artists or, or other like that style of, yeah. of music on, on the bill. I, yes, you probably have. I mean, certainly that's, as I said, that's my passion. And I actually thought, you know, coming into it and, and you know, obviously Sun, Central Park Summer Stage is one of the venues, but we operate all around the city and all the different communities and particularly communities that are underserved don't have music or arts or culture happening in those communities. I mean, that's a big part of the organization's goal is to bring arts to neighborhood parks and particularly where people may not have access. So when you look at the parks that we serve, and at least for me as a booker or curator, whatever you want to say, if you're talking about Brownsville, if you're talking about Harlem, if you're talking about South Bronx, like if you're not doing hip hop in those neighborhoods, you're not doing the right thing. And that's not maybe everyone's perspective um, out there. But, you know, for me, it was just a no brainer to go from what we were booking, which was, you know, world music stuff or maybe some Latin stuff or some things that are, are appropriate and cool. And there's certainly an audience for everything. And that's not to say that these neighborhoods only hip hop is what people listen to, because, of course, yeah. there's a little bit of everything everywhere. But for me to be able to connect that genre and that art firm and also the artists from those neighborhoods back in those neighborhoods, just for me, that was like a no-brainer, super obvious, and something that can make us distinct from a lot of the other presenters um, in the market. Exactly. And and, and what I want to point out, uh, we've talked about this here, Dormick, there's always been an argument that uh, when you go to, to a lot of hip-hop concert venues, that, that the crowd tends to be mostly Caucasian and that the uh, high ticket prices tend to keep away people from, from these neighborhoods that, that Eric, Eric is speaking of, right. you know, wh- whether it be, you know, ticket price or I, I think mostly it, it traditionally has been a ticket price as a promoter. I could speak to that, you know, and to price and also cultural, like not everybody has free time to just go exactly. source music and figure out who's, you know, there's, there's a certain demographic of folks who are just like working really hard and they like music and they listen to it, but they're not out there looking at a website, seeing what shows coming up this weekend. So right. they're hard to reach and then they just might not have the income or the time to like 
go do they don't have free time <laughs> like, yeah I, I mean i i live around the uh, corner or I, I did live around the corner from uh herbert von king park oh yeah that's one of our parks and uh you know i was in the yard one day probably smoking a joint or something <laughs> and and i i hear some music and I hear some 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 rap music, and I'm like, "This is rap music." Yeah, I, I hear rap what? music, and <laughs> you know the the concerts echoing, you know, the, the, around the corner. <laughs> and I'm like, "God, man, it must be Eric Elliott." And <laughs> Shut up, really? Show sure enough, <laughs> I, I go around the corner, and uh, must be that time of year. <laughs> and and I, I run into Dart uh, Parker. And, huh. uh, oh, really? What show was it? I don't know what it was. Uh, may, maybe Kelly Names could text and, me and, and places me. and dates, yeah. and not his specialty. Okay. No, no, you, you know what? I've seen so many shows. This is a whole other story, but I, I tend to forget a lot of rap shows. Yes, a, lo- a lot of them are forgettable, and, then, <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. But uh, you know, I, the idea of bringing hip hop into the community is is so great. Well, the best thing about all of what I do is just. You know, particularly in the neighborhood parks. And Central Park, too, is really special for its own reasons. And we can talk about that. But to me, when you have, like, Big Daddy Kane in Herbert Von King Park, and he's talking about, I hung out in that park over there, and that's my project. Like, these, this is where these folks are from. Like, it's their neighborhood park. So for them to be there and run into their, you know, for better or worse, run into the old folks from the neighborhood that know them, for me, like, that's what it's about, is connecting musicians with neighborhoods that that resonate for them and that they come from and being able to give back and also to just like represent the culture in the neighborhoods where people came from yes darn go ahead i think another thing that that goes along with with bringing these acts back to their home home uh you know neighborhood is also the bringing of legacy acts or acts that that maybe get slept on under the radar in like indoor spots where they'll never get booked at like a a irving plaza or whatever but they can they get a chance here to perform you know one of the things that is saddest to me about hip-hop culture and i don't have the answer but i do think about it a lot and is just the fact that you have these iconic like pioneer figures who like form created an art form but in their own city they don't get the platform they don't get booked and look there's business right so you got to sell tickets there's an aspect that is just what it is but for me again luckily i'm in a position where i can still give a platform to people who really deserve it and are happy to be there and and should be doing shows and it's not about ticket sales it's about giving back and um, for me, that's like one of the best things about the job is that I can I can do that. This is 89.1 FM, WNYU. Uh, Darmic X is going to play his picks of the week. We have Erica Elliott here. Uh, Erica is with uh, the City Parks Department and uh, Summer Stage. Wait, City Parks is Foundation. City Park? oh. I do not work for the Parks Department. Sorry. So, <laughs> you, sorry, you will not see Erica uh, tending to the uh, lawn at, uh, <laughs> no. at any park. Uh, yo, Darmic, what do you have lined up, man? I know you got some music. Um, it's uh, it's kind of all over the place is the best way to put it. It's like a wide range of, of random moods. I don't know. I all don't right. know, man. I was, I was, uh, it's been an interesting week. All right. Well, we'll talk about Darmic's week and we'll also talk <laughs> about what's coming up at Summer Stage. We're going to talk about the current events and whatnot. Darmic, hit it. दूसरों को गालियां देना और भी आसान अगर तुम्हें इतना प्रॉब्लम है तो तुम बदलो ना इस देश को ये तुम्हारा भी देश है पॉलिटिक्स ज्वाइन करो पुलिस या आईएएस में भर्ती हो जाओ बदलो चीजों को लेकिन तुम नहीं करोगे और मैं बताऊं क्यों क्योंकि घर की सफाई में हाथ गंदे कौन करे हां अगर इतनी हिम्मत है तो आगे बढ़ो ना बदलो इस देश का फ्यूचर कुछ नहीं बदलेगा यार the dangerous game is about to begin. हम सब द दी एंड द स्टाइल इक्को ही होगा। स्फेद कपड़े में लपेट के ले जाएंगे बैंड के टक्के। सिर्फ अजय को लपेटा जाएगा तरंगे में। Did you stop it? अरे करन, कुछ भी कर ले यारा। कली का कुत्ता भी नहीं पोकेगा हमारे मरने पे। लेकिन अजय Ajay ko ditti jayegi ki sopo di salami. Yeah, great, great, great. Darmic, 
What's up? What's up? Yo, I swear there's probably like one Indian guy in like <laughs> Leffert's Boulevard who understands what you're playing. You man. know what, though? There's a lot of brown listeners through just my Twitter friends, etc. And like I've had comments from um, after the show's done like, yo, was that Kuch Kuch Hota or something? And I'll be like, yeah, of course it was. And and so it, it is appreciated by like maybe five to ten people, but it is very much appreciated. Plus, shout out to all the brown people out in Queens, Richmond Hill, the Guyanese and, and uh, Jackson Heights and all of that. Yes, Zone Park and all that. All that. You know, I, I just want to say thank mm-hmm. you for listening. This is uh, WNYU 89.1 FM. My name is Peter Oasis, and that's Dharmic X. Uh, we wanted to give a rest in peace shout out. Yes. Dharmic. Um, I feel like we do this too often. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to uh, Chinks Drugs. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Chinks. Yes. Is it Chinks Drugs or just Chinks? It was initially Chinks Drugs. I think he started to change his name to Chinks for, uh, you know, as he wanted to make a real career out of music. And so, uh, yeah, his name is Chinks. Yes, I just want to give a rest in peace shout out to him and may they catch the bastard who, I think they who did. did that. They apprehended they? three people. They apprehended people in suspicion of, of that, that crime, yes. Yeah. Good. Yes, they're not guilty. Until yeah, good. Right. All of that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. And uh, especially, I uh, want to give a shout out to his wife and his child. I know that uh, they've been very outspoken. And uh, yes, horrible, 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 horrible. Um, and I didn't know that Chinks Drugs was living in Ozone Park. Oh, really? Uh, okay. A place that's uh, close to me. Uh, so, yes, rest in peace to Chinks Drugs and um, chill with the violence, y'all. Yeah, especially as we get into the warmer months here, let's yeah, uh, yo, keep it positive that. and all that. Yeah, what what you think this is, Mang? Hi, <laughs> Erica Elliott of the uh, City Parks Foundation. Foundation. Thank you. Not the Parks Department, not the people that almost ran Say me word, over. Say Eric up in here. <laughs> Dad, who let that guy in? <laughs> you, you know, I, oh, that was the last time I was here. Yeah, hold, hold, you, uh, do don't put, let go of my script. All right, so, so what happened is, is Erica put the book down. I think she tried to, to get her get out of this. You know what, Erica, <laughs> we like to uh, inform our audience. We, we like to uh, spread love. So Erica reached into the uh, magical PSA book and Damn. Erica Elliott has a, something to say to you. Yes, now? There, were, there were a lot of options to choose from, but I went with foreign exchange. So, have you ever wanted to share your pancakes with a kid from Cairo? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can you can by hosting foreign exchange student. They'll learn about your culture, and you'll learn about theirs. For more information on how you can host a foreign exchange student, call volu- the City Parks <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Kelly. Come on, this is serious. Sorry. Uh, If you want to find out how to volunteer for an exchange program or study abroad, visit hoststudents.org. And that has been a public service announcement from Dharmic X and WNYU. Erica Elliott's still here. Erica (laughs) is the head. Head. uh, Oh, wait. We can't say that. It's the. I was about to use the uh, N word. Oh, the head also ninja. Does not apply. <laughs> the head ninja in charge. The HNIC, <laughs> if you want to abbreviate it, HNIC. Wasn't yeah. that uh, whose er- album was that? Was that Prodigies? Prodigies. It, it Prodigies. Was. Yeah. So, so, Erica, I went to one of your shows. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was a Nas show in uh, Central Park. It was one of your earlier shows. That was the first year that I was at Summer Stage. And yeah. uh, Darmic, let me let me let me set the Uh-oh. scene for you. There okay. was so many people that showed up to this Nas show. It was light rain, it was raining, people were hopping the fences. We're not going to talk about that. To get (laughs) into this show. Now, I can't imagine it. Imagine New York City, imagine Nas in the park. Imagine how many people showed up. There were thousands, and it was crazy, and people were jumping fences. and. No, really, it's not, please. No, but this is a long time ago. (laughs) It was so long ago, and yes, we have it much more under control now. Thank you very much. Well, we will talk about the most recent <laughs> what, one that no, both no, of us no. went What I'm to. trying to describe is the excitement that the city has <laughs> yeah. for, for their for their local talent. No public safety concerns whatsoever in that statement, Peter. Thanks. <laughs> you, you know, no, no coyotes were harmed at the Nas show. Darmic, what do you have to say? Well, no, both of us actually last year went to the, speaking of Eclipse, the Rocksteady Crew anniversary show. Oh, yes. Was that also another public safety risk? 
I hope not. No, no. it was great. That was That's great. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Under, no, because yeah. you also reacted. I was like, oh, no. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> particularly with hip hop, I'll just be very direct in saying that it's not an easy road to communicate to the powers that be that these shows will not be a problem, that this audience is not a problem, that these events can happen safely and without public risk. And so in my first year, I did have that experience. It was part of being naive about Growing advertising. Pains. Well, it was na- naivety about advertising primarily because I've had as big of artists since. Um, the difference was the radio component and the way that we pushed it out and just what was communicated um, and how widely we communicated it. Well, you don't... I mean, you could pretty much put a singing rat on a stage in New York in the summertime and people will come. <laughs> Especially if it's outdoors, no. not Especially indoors. if it's outdoors. I have never seen any concert in any park, whether it be Prospect Park or any uh, any park in the city where there's great or decent music that people don't show up. Yeah. People will show up. It, it's it's a rite of summer in New York yeah, we're, City. We're very lucky to live in a city that strongly promotes use of public space. I mean, I'm from Los Angeles. They do not want crowds of people in public spaces by and large. New York really has a really strong history of allowing big scale events, including parades and other things to happen in public spaces. And to to its credit, as a as a big metropolis, to be able to let people congregate in that way. I mean, it should be our right, but it's not the same in every city. Yes, Olmstead would be very proud. Yes, to, to bring it back to the the Rocksteady show, it was it was great. Um, and you know, what was it? M- MOP was there, which was uh, which was amazing, and uh, a I lot mean, of a lot of dancing aunties. Yes, I, I I was out there in the crowd, and I was with Kelly, and uh, we actually got some great video. I never posted it on my Instagram. There was this woman that, that was <laughs> dancing for like. Five hours, it seemed like, and she just didn't stop. Her hips were swinging yeah. from left to right, left to there right. There was breakdancing right. in the crowd for sure. Um, it was, and it was a really be- like hot day, very very hot that particular yeah. day. I think it was what at mid mid July, something like that. I think yeah, mid July. Well, super apropos since we just saw clips, you know, pop his head in. But Who? I will say that oh that uh, guy, yeah. <laughs> no, but I you know I couldn't be prouder. You know, when I came to New York and in those first years at Loud, one of the first kind of bigger responsibilities. I had was to take Dead Prez to Rocksteady to escort them to make sure they showed up and got there on the time they were supposed to get to. So super full circle moment, like all these years later, to be able to work with Legs and Eclipse and Sab to bring the festival back to New York City, you know, after being in New Jersey for several years. And I did that because I think it's important. And I think that institutions like that should be in New York City and should have a place here. And if you didn't fest- do it, it wouldn't exist here. Let's let's be well, maybe on- I don't know. I'm going to be very honest. If, if if it wasn't for people like Erica to give us a stage and open the parks to, you know, whether it be Rocksteady, whether it be your favorite, uh, I think, what, what do they call old rappers, uh, older rappers? Uh, pioneers? No, not Pioneers. There's a, uh, Legacy Acts. Oh. Legacy Acts. As they're known in uh, Polestar. And, uh, oh. Yeah, that's uh, industry terminology there with Legacy yes, Acts, man. Legacy Acts. It, you know, if it wasn't for people like Erica who actually cared you wouldn't be able to see these acts. No. You know, not only would they be playing in New Jersey, they'd be playing in uh, you know Atlantic City. Yeah, that you was know? that was the first Rocksteady uh, anniversary I was able to go to because, well, partially because that was the first summer I was really in New York, but also, you know, the the show is usually in, was in Jersey every time I've been here. So that was the first time thank, I got to see. Let's that. all say thank you, Erica. <laughs> thank you, Erica. Where, where's the thank you? The, cl- the oh, clapping. Yeah, the, the clap. Hold on. So we're thanking Erica Elliott <laughs> for uh, for bringing us great music every summer for there you go oh thank you guys oh you're too much <laughs> please don't slip on the roses that we just yes. threw in your yeah. path yeah. Just showered rose petals yeah it's so great that you're here yeah i i think didn't you tell eclipse that erica was coming uh, Isn't there some have... type of newsletter that we circulate or something? But so this is the last week of school, aka like the finals. This is the last two Eclipse days of finals. Eclipse and I haven't been in college in about forty years. So I'm explaining Darwin. it. I'm explaining it to you. And what happens in the last week, especially, is a lot of management is graduating. I'm graduating, for instance. And so people, there was no newsletter this week, is what I'm basically they're saying. Because like, they're about to be out. Yeah. <laughs> so people are out here. So then nothing happened. There was no newsletter. Um, I wasn't even asked about you know because usually he asked me on Sunday or Monday, Micah, to like send him who the guest is and stuff and I didn't even get that email and then there was no newsletter so this is the one week particularly where that wasn't going to happen so I'm truly a special guest you are you know, this is this is special I mean we, did, we I think we booked you on our first try yes 
Yeah, there are other what people. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I mean, there are people that we've chased, people of your uh, stature uh, in the uh, the business that we've had to chase down four or five, six times before we dragged so them here. You're saying I was too available? No. You... <laughs> oh, my God. So we're saying we're very blessed to have had you come no, on, you. on First Try. No, it's good to be here. Uh, 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 Eclipse is dressed up for, he must have known he's you were- He's wearing a collared shirt. Yeah, Eclipse <laughs> Yeah, this is a first. Eclipse, what are you wearing? I think he's wearing polo. There's no hoodie. There's no over- no, There's uh, no hoodie. There's no hoodie. There's no Fat Beats t-shirt. There's, Eclipse, wh- who do you have coming up here that you're dressed like this? Me. Eclipse? It's for me. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you knew. I knew. All right, so this summer I see that you have uh, the uh, world, world premiere, premiere, premiere of the uh, Stretch and Bobito film. Yeah. Yeah. Is, 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 you, you do. At, uh, I believe it's well, Central I don't know. Park. I don't want to go so far as to say it's going to be the world premiere. There is a chance they'll get some other film screening opportunities before. But, but certainly the live component. Um, that will be the biggest audience that that, uh, that film plays for, I guarantee. I mean, how many people fit in, uh, in Central Park? 5,000, 5, right? Like, that's crazy. And I, God, I know the uh, the community cannot wait to see that film. Yeah, you know, I've I, seen a, an early version, and it's great. Oh wow! I'm sure Eclipse has seen it. I'm sure he's in it. Eclipse. Stre- no to both. No to both. No to Uh-oh. both. But I've helped orchestrate a lot of the filming on some of it. See, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I talk to Stretch all the time because we're working on something together, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but I will definitely okay, make well, my I'm way sorry, to guys, Central I should, Park. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure they had to show it to you before, before they go into S- Central Park. I mean, like you just can't, you know, go off someone's word. Right? Like, we have a film. Okay. Who knows? That maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a film. <laughs> they um, <laughs> they give you like a VHS cassette. Like here you go. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 what, are, what rap shows are you excited for the, on your calendar, Erica Elliott, this year um, out in these out in these parks? <laughs> well, the ones that are coming up soonest and that I am excited about in Brooklyn, we have Scarface. Oh yeah, um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, you know, I am actually really excited about the Troy Avenue Phony People Show, just because I always love to have a Brooklyn artist in Brooklyn, and I do like him, and I think he's doing well for himself. So. That is coming up. Um, there is a lot of stuff. Rock him in, in Harlem is going to be special. Ted Smooth is DJing that day with him. Um, there's a lot. I should have had these better lined up for you. There's one that I would I would like to note because of my history with said person. But there's a the Steez Day event, right? That, that, oh, right. It, yeah. I don't see it on the calendar. It might well, have been it is added not free, later. So let's oh, be clear. Okay. So okay. Never is, mind. Never mind. You know what? For me, is really proud about that is all of those artists um, are actually artists that I've had in the last couple years, right. Joey and you know Flatbush Zombies, and, and so it's cool to have them back now in the capacity of a ticketed event. And what people should know about that, it's obviously all proceeds are to the family, the yeah, Dewar family. It is a fundraiser for the family, and I think it's really cool to see them put together something to just raise yeah. awareness and so give it's on back. S- on Steve's birthday, they're doing a show with with Joey, Flatbush, Undertubers, all that, and uh, proceeds are for the Dibar family, which is his family. Yes. Um, so, uh, yes. Do, do you feel there are any communities that, that are underserviced by, by your organization? I mean, do you do, you do Asian concerts and uh, Indian stuff and, and so on? I Actually, that is a demographic I have struggled to serve, to be honest. Okay. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's the type of job where there's just no way you can make everybody happy and do everything for all peoples all the time. Um, I try to be, you know, as representative as I can. I try and, you know, be open. I mean, the what we do annually, I think, is really a good cross-section of really core communities in New York, but we obviously don't cover everything. There's no way that we could. Um, the only thing I can say is that, like, every year we certainly try and, like, do something or, you know, represent a country or a genre or something that we don't every year, so we'll commit to doing something for a couple years. We had a Turkish day for, two, you know, two years. This uh, year we've no got... No way. A, we did, and it was... How did I miss that? Hu- but it was hugely successful. Yeah, I mean, Turkish music is, is ha- ha- fire. Be- yeah. Being that, that food culture is as big, if not bigger right now, and more important yeah. as a culture how do you guys incorporate food? Do you well, incorporate food? interesting that you ask, Peter. We actually have a long-standing partnership with Brooklyn Flea, which is arguably one of sort of the cutting edge and sort of mobilizing people around trying cool, interesting, you know, food. Um, and so they're our concessionaire. And so they curate the food that you buy nice. in the venue. And we are also doing um, Smorgasbord, which is their kind of food festival. Um, it's actually the first date is sold out. We may be adding more, but... 
you know, in an effort to try and bring some of that into the venue because it is a hot thing and people you i mean i'm blown away by how many people care about that and want to do that and the concessions were great that that central park uh on yeah. last with rocksteady particularly yeah i, I mean it, it's important i mean you can't ignore the the food scene in new york city right now or, or no, even absolutely. in america i mean you know especially with the uh, marriage of uh, music in food, you know, guys like Action Bronson, and uh, I think one of the, our past guests is actually doing a a guest uh, hot dog collaboration at one of these hip hot dog joints, and they did a hot dog with Bronson. Uh, mm. They did another um, co- collaboration with someone Who? else. Uh, First we feast, guys. Oh, the Schomburger. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I don't want to shout the hot dog place. I, I'm not giving a hot dog place any love on FM I didn't name the place. I'm trying to figure out who you're talking uh, don't about. Don't worry. All our guests Ooh, are legit. <laughs> Stop instigating. Calm down, Eclipse. Calm down. Nobody's going to get into a fight on my graduation. Booth. But food important. I'm glad you guys, uh, the smorgasbord people are great. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Fleet, great. Uh, do, do you go out? I always ask oh. people, uh, you know... You don't see me out, Peter? I go out a lot. I well, probably go out more than you go out. You oh, definitely you go out way more than do. he does. He doesn't go out at all. But, but I do see you out. I saw you I out. Ran That's into how this got BB booked, because we ran into each other out. The so. one rap show he went to this entire year... Was BB King's. And I was there, and that's how I'm That's here. amazing. That's yeah, amazing. You know, I, I go there because uh, my, my buddy Ice works with the uh, the Mob Deep guys, yeah. and I'm also... I, I, I love Prodigy, and he's the only rapper to ever acknowledge my existence. He gave me a, a shout-out. Out in his book. Oh, in the book, really? Oh my God! Wait, what, what was what that. was this about? What I, you got shouted out on a Kanye West song? I don't say my name. They shout out your event. I, I think in my whole <laughs> life, I, I think Common gave I me a shout out on, in two thousand and zero. Right. My only moment. Well, he was, shouted you on my interview. I got no, an album he, credit, thank you, on John Legend's album, first album. So that was my only. Well, that trumps moment. any shout out I've ever gotten. Well, You've never had a liner note shout out, Peter. No, no, I haven't I don't had know that any rappers. Oh, shut <laughs> up. I, I've always, I've always had an interesting relationship with rappers. You know, I think that's accurate. I, I, I'm known. Well, here's the thing, too. Right, working at a label, they don't really they don't put care. that stuff together. <laughs> like half the time, some someone's like, "Do you want credits in there?" And it's like takes forever, and they don't give it to you, and their manager does it, and like it's done. So yeah, and I mean, you know, I. I, I like to see that rappers are paid. I think that my existence in, in, in concert booking has been fight for the artist to get paid as much as they deserve. The the uh, encounter with Prodigy last year was amazing. Do you remember that? When when uh, we ran into Prodigy outside of like the Vice office yes, or something? Yes, and, and Prodigy and I exchanged numbers and he wanted to go out to drink. <laughs> yes, he invited but you I, out I, I like, within 15 I minutes. I didn't go. <laughs> well, but, that's on you, but that was really funny. Like We just randomly stumbled into him and I'm, that's the first time I'd ever... Uh, met him or seen him or anything and uh, like within 15 minutes he's texting you like asking you like what's up where's the party at Peter <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's 1995 all over again I, I I would have just said go to the meatball shop and you know nod your head as you're eating some meatballs pause <laughs> this is WNYU 89.1 FM my name is the one and only Peter Oasis and sitting across from me is a, a very intelligent young brown man he goes by the name of Darmic X to my right is Erica Elliott, and uh, we're just having a few good laughs up here. If you want to join and uh, call us, maybe you have a summer stage, uh, summer stage experience. Uh, tell us how you feel about seeing live music in the parks. Give us a call at two one two nine nine eight one eight one eight. I'm sure there's more than a few of you out there who have been uh, to any uh, one of these events at least. You know, for sure. So definitely I feel mad. I I made Erica mad when I talked about the non-show, but that was like a decade ago. It still haunts me. Thank you. (laughs) It haunts you. You know, you're not a rap promoter until you've been threatened by like a weed carrier. Or by most deaf. Yeah. (laughs) It's not real until you argue with a rapper. But huh. I think, I, I'm sure being being a woman, I'm sure it's a bit different. Well, there are definitely gender dynamics, for sure. <laughs> right? Sure. 
I'm sure. It, it's interesting looking through the uh, the event calendar here. There's even stuff in Staten Island, which sometimes yeah, we're in is all five just boroughs. yeah, which is like the most underrepresented borough in any it's New York. It's a tough borough to program, but I'll tell you that it's great to be out there. I'm excited to have Mac Wilds yep. out. It's just again fun to bring an artist from Staten Island to Staten Island. Um, the audience is great there. The park that we're in is great there. It's a bit of a journey, but we've done great shows out there, and it's nice to really represent all five boroughs because Staten is always the one that kind of gets. I feel like slept on a little bit and people are like, oh, Staten Island, but it's, it's so, not as hard to it's get hard to. to get, it's not from Brooklyn. From the Bronx, there. it's a little hard. From Brooklyn, it is not that bad. It's Here, very here's hard. the thing. Here's the thing. The, the, it doesn't take that long if you catch that first ferry. <laughs> if you've missed the ferry, then it's 30 minutes on top of whatever it would take. And yeah. so that's the problem is really a timing thing. Yeah. You have to hit the ferry right. If you don't get the right ferry, you're then it becomes a, yeah. much longer. And not that 30 minutes is a long time, but it just it all feels adds up. Like, and it feels long. And you're just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like necessarily long, but, it, you know, it does take some time and you have to get the timing right. Darmic X, it seems like we have a caller. Caller, you on the air? Yeah, if something jumps off in Staten Island, what are you going to do, swim? That's why nobody goes over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's this? Yeah, I think he made himself laugh. Yo, who's this? <laughs> it's your boy. Yo, yo, yo. It's Oops. What's yo, up? yo, Oops, man. Do, do you get out in, in the Bronx to see uh, free concerts? Um, there's there's not too many, but uh, I go to graffiti shows. I go to art openings. You know, yeah, we got. Yeah, that's about it. Erica, are you guys not in the Bronx? Are we are you... in the Bronx. Wait, we are wait. definitely in the Bronx. We're you, in, what do you, what do in St. Mary's Park. Um, both of the locations are in the South Bronx, but St. Mary's is all, pretty much all Latin lineup. But the Cretona lineup is is always has some hip hop. If that's if that's your thing, I see the locks on there. Yep. That's in uh, June. Oops, man. You got to check your local listings, man. The City Parks Foundation is everywhere. They have music for everyone, including old guys like us. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be there. Maybe we'll go. We'll, we'll ride out there. Did you say the locks are in the Bronx? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. They're at Cretona Park on uh, the 25th. And, and I'm guessing that's because you don't book Yonkers or else uh, <laughs> you book them in Yonkers. <laughs> Yes. Ha, ha, have there been any rappers that you try? You don't have to name any names that you've reached out to that you really wanted Erica to to bring on the show that just didn't work out. Um, sure. We, I mean, there's all, of course. <laughs> Who would say no? Okay, I, I, I'm a manager of a rapper. Any rapper. Because at the end of the day, it's a business and it's about timing. I also book way early and so hip-hop in particular, but not the only genre that... Because people are waiting for that festival offer. They don't want to book that date. Not only that, but they don't plan for what they're doing in July and January. Uh Uh-huh. And if I, it, as Eclipse well knows, and that's when we go to, I have, I'm done booking the season in February. So mm. if you're an artist, a lot of artists plan a year. I mean, I just spoke to a manager two nights ago of a prominent great artist who is a three-year plan on their artist and knows what they'll be doing, you know, roughly. Roughly, yeah. What their focus will be. Are they focused international, domestic? Are they working on this kind of project or that kind of project? You try and book a hip-hop artist more than six months out, it's hard. I mean, Good luck. If, if, if I'm a manager, of, of a rapper, I would make sure I drag that rapper to Central Park if you're the biggest rapper in the game. There, there's no greater stand than playing in the middle of Central Park in the greatest city in the world where, where rap was invented, where this culture comes from. Yeah. And any rapper out there who would turn that offer down, you're a <laughs> numbskull. Well, I don't... I would I'm, like not, say, I, I'm speaking yeah. on behalf of Peter of, Oasis. Of Peter o- no, the views I, and opinions of Peter Oasis do not reflect the views and opinions well, whatever. of anybody you, else in the room. You know, there, there needs to be someone who says this. You, well, you turn I, down that offer, I don't know what you're doing. I believe that. That is definitely part of my pitch, and I do believe that wholeheartedly, that there is... You can do a million club dates, you can play Jones Beach every year, but there is nothing like doing a free show in Central Park. And there are moments that I've had in my career, Nas being one of them, but also Public Enemy. Like, when I was on that stage and I was listening to Public Enemy and I was looking out at the stage and I'm thinking to myself... You know, I'm a girl from Los Angeles who was listening to this record in high school, and I'm in New York City, in Central Park, with Public Enemy. You, I would have never thought that that would have happened in my life. Yeah, so. I mean, standing next to the S1Ws on a, on a stage <laughs> in Central Park. Well. Like, yo, does it get any better? Seriously, I mean, it's, it's does Central, it get any better? It's Central Park, man, at the end of the day. It's Central Park. Okay, now now here's one thing. As as New, New York rap 
isn't as as prominent as it once was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you want to book local groups, but do do you book outside of New York? I know you have Scarface here this year. You know, I I do, but not as I mean, I'll book whatever. If it's I'd love something... to see Ice Cube in Central Park, that would be amazing. Oh, really? Like, how how come that never happened? Well, I mean, it wasn't. I, although that was like obviously a, a, on heavy rotation. I'm from Los Angeles. Like, you know um, how many people would show up? This was the the what was it? The twenty twentieth or America's 20th? Most Yeah, which is yeah. the Bomb Squad produced album. You know, I think I would. I do though. I do think that part of my strong feeling about booking this particular festival is that it should really be distinctly New York. Mm. And there are so many great hip hop artists from New York, like LL, like Busta, like a lot of other. I know, ones. but you're gonna run out eventually. Like I. Well, have Eventually, but I haven't had those two, so there's still a space. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I so, book these parts, you haven't had LL yet. No. Oh wow. And, I've, and he's definitely on my wish list. Do, do you want us to call him Darmic? Do, <laughs> do we still have his number? <laughs> yeah, I have LL Cool J's number on my phone. Well, okay. I have talked to his management, and they have been receptive, but it's hard. You know, he's, he's got a lot going on. So <laughs> yes, he does. Um, but that, you know, I I'll, I mean, I booked hip hop artists from around the world. So I guess for me, in ter- instead of looking, although you know. I wouldn't be opposed to doing something regional from other parts of the U.S., but I'm actually more interested in bringing hip-hop from around the world, and I've done a lot of great, amazing artists from all over the world that are doing hip-hop, and for me, that's kind of where I tend to focus, and then let the platform for hip-hop artists be New York hip-hop artists. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for coming. As as time is, is running, yeah. running and passing, passing and running. Our guest has been Erica Elliott of uh, the City Parks Foundation. Erica is Erica and her team. Because I'm sure it's just not you, Erica. I'm, I'm sure you. There's a posse behind you, and and a, a huge. <laughs> she's looking behind her, and uh, sure enough, the S1W is <laughs> behind her right yeah. shoulder. I want to thank you for what you you've done for this great city. I mean. It's actually, I think you're the single most important guest we've had when it comes to the city and and giving to our city and each and every year. And I think even live music overall, we haven't really had many people in the live music space necessarily. Which is weird. I mean, we had Jesse Kirschbaum. Yeah, Kirschbaum, kind of in the live music space, right? But outside of him, we haven't really had anybody else. So, you know, I'd definitely say you're... you're Erica, I want to thank you. Can I play this for, you know, just behind me at my desk every day? (laughs) It'll be on SoundCloud when it's it's up there. You (laughs) can definitely get that on I'm having a bad day. You're the most important. Thank you so much, Erica (laughs) Elliott. Can I shake your hand? (laughs) Thank you. I want to remind our audience that Darmic and I, along with the uh, world-famous Emily Oberg of uh, Complex Magazine, Sporty and Rich, will be be down tomorrow night at our uh, studio 151 that's in uh, new york city from nine o'clock onward we'll be playing nothing but jams mm-hmm. i'm gonna play nothing but ice cube now because <laughs> Wait, because the can, city park foundation won't have ice cube in well, central right, park let's never say never but let's also can we just tell your listeners to go to city parks foundation of yes. course Org or summerstage.org. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Do all the things. You know, there's updates all the time. We'll tell you, like, if the line is long or if the timing changes or special guests. But if you want to know, I mean, we do, we're operating from May to September. Yes. With free shows all around the city. Right. You guys have already started two days ago. We did. We just had our opening night. Um, Thanks Tedeschi for the trucks. invite. Tedeschi Trucks with Thank Sharon you. Jones special appearance. And um, we start up again in Red Hook Park in Brooklyn June 2. So there's a whole summer of stuff to see in it all the way until September. And of course, I want to encourage everyone to ride your bicycles out to the city parks because it's summertime. And what a great time to ride a bike. Darmic, I've been running every day. I, you know me, I, I ride my bike. I thought uh, you were going uh, to come at me the, for not being able to ride No, one. no, no. The GM of the station <laughs> was just telling bike? me we have the same bike. I can't bike. ride a bike. I can't. <laughs> this is a... Yumi. Yumi tried to get me to ride one like uh, two weeks ago or something, and she like they, they they tried to make me ride her bike. It didn't work really well. It, it didn't work well at all. But anyways, um... well, I encourage everyone ride your bike out to the parks, have a good time, and uh, if you see young Erica Elliott out in the streets, give her a high five, maybe 
buy her a beer or a artisan uh, ramen burger infused with a uh, craft beer that was brewed out in uh, Portland by a, a guy named Bill with a pair of glasses and, you know, some vans or whatnot. If you're an artist, send her your demo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Eclipse. Send Thanks demos. But well, if you see you her in the park, show NYU her your mixtape. of DJ Eclipse. <laughs> and now, for the outro, I want to thank everyone for listening. Dharmic X and I have a great show. It's called NW3 Radio. You can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and wherever great podcasts are found. We want to thank the city of New York and everyone who's listening. We love you. And now the outro. Bill Murray, Millbury's here, and uh, he's Hondur- Honduranian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to also say next week we have uh, Small Girls PR, Mallory Blair, and her partner Bianca, voted by Fortune magazine as the uh, 30 under 30 most important people in PR because that's what we do. Later. Shout out to Drum.